0: All right, guys, this is a, I have to say, this is a pretty traumatic episode that I am recording and I would suggest this be an episode you don't watch or I should say listen to with your littles around. I'm actually going to be sharing with you guys a pretty traumatic scenario that happened in my life with an incredible purpose to really inspire you to be the victor of your life and not the victim. So having said that, be rest assured if there's littles around you, you're not going to want to blast this episode because there's going to be some explicatives and a little bit of a scary story with a really awesome outcome, but I'll, I'll give you that up front. So having said that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey friend, Melissa Hinault here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a former multiple six-figure executive corporate burnout, feeling stuck in the life I built for myself. But using my corporate skills, I took to the internet and have built multiple six and seven-figure businesses showing others how they can build a life they love. Now on this podcast, I share stories of being an entrepreneur, a mom to my three amazing kids, and wife to my wonderful and supportive husband who supports all my wild and crazy dreams. My journey is taken grit and persistence and belief and believe me, I'm still a work in progress that you may witness in real time. Whether it's in our free burnout to all out Facebook community, or inside my mastermind, or even in my coaching programs, or maybe just right here on the podcast, I'm laughing and I'm crying with you. I've become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts, to take the leap of faith and go all out and live out their dreams. Consider me your mentor in your head and on the go. So let's get started. All right, guys, with this episode, I want to ask you, I want to ask you a serious question. What is your motto in life? What's your motto in life? Do you walk around saying, why me? That victim mentality? Surely many of you don't. I think a lot of people who are really focused on personal development and improvement actually have a more uplifting glass half full mentality, but some of you may still be working on it. And, or, you know, people who walk around as though they're the victim of their lives. Things are always happening to them instead of for them, that victim mentality. Or do you walk around saying, try me, right? Try me. Are you a damsel in distress, always looking for someone to save you? Or are you a queen who knows how to save herself or a king who knows how to save himself. Okay. Big questions, heavy questions up front. And it's a reality check. I want you to look back over the last 24, 48 hours, even the past month. And have you been relaying stories to everyone about all the shit that's happened to you? Are you focused on that? Or are you an uplifting human who is talking about how the universe is working for them, even the bad things that have happened to them being a blessing in disguise because it was a lesson for them. I'm telling you today, I'm telling you now, I tell my students all the time, your mindset and what goes on between your ears about your future outcome being uplifting and positive or negative and knowing that universe is either working for you or against you, has everything to do with your success in life, with your relationships, and your bank account. <laughs> right? Okay. So here it goes. I've never done this before, but today I'm recording on one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. And I hope that it actually inspires many of you. I hope it inspires many of you. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the day I had to be braver than I ever imagined I could be. Some of you have had these experiences yourself, right? What if you found yourself in a situation where you had to be braver than you ever imagined you could be? At the age of 26, I discovered just how brave I could be when I found myself in an armed robbery with seemingly no way out. I was fresh out of pharmacy school. Uh, I was a pharma rep. It was my first day on the job, headed into a pharmacy a good hour before my first call at the doctor's office on my very first day of work, okay? It was October. I'll never forget because it was around Halloween. All the Halloween candy was up. All the Halloween decorations were out. And I was actually there to grab candy to put into some plastic solo cups and make new friends with what I was told were the quote-unquote gatekeepers, the nurses, and the front-end staff at doctor's offices. I had my little stickers with my company logo and product to stick on there. You guys, I was ready to run on my very first day. I walked into the store with my brand-new suit, my name badge, all the things, and I found the candy. I found the Halloween candy perfectly fine, one large bag under each armpit, right? But for the life of me, I couldn't find solo cups to put them in. And I needed them. I was pacing around the store. And all of a sudden, you know, come to think of it, I couldn't find anyone, not a single soul in the entire store. It was totally silent. I called out for help. Hello? Hello? I was actually getting a little frustrated with no avail. I was searching the aisles with my fresh press, Suit, my shirt, again, my name tag, brand new Kohan heels that I'd bought with my first paycheck, right? And all of a sudden, I hear a woman screaming as she raced down the aisle, just one aisle from me. After she made the bend, she was coming around the bend of that aisle. She chose to take the lane to her right, one more aisle away from me, making her two lanes away from me. Instead of taking a left and running up the aisle I was in, thank God. When she took that right and went around that corner, a man with a pistol in his hand and pantyhose over his face came around the corner chasing after her, screaming, bitch, quit running from me. And for a quick second, I thought, is this a joke? This has to be a joke. It's Halloween. That was a Halloween outfit. He's just chasing her being silly. That was a pretend pistol. Later, I discovered that he was just one of three armed robbers in the pharmacy that day. All had been in the back of the pharmacy when I walked in. They were locking up all the employees and all the shoppers, which is why it was dead silent when I walked in. At that moment in time, as they went around the corner and he was chasing her back up to the front of the store. I'm standing with two bags of candy under my armpits at the back of the store. At that moment in time, time slowed to a near screeching halt. I'm certain the writers of The Matrix must have experienced this type of trauma in their lives. Do you remember that scene when Neo, he's falling backward, nearly touching the ground in an epic back bend? And then stand up, right? Do you remember this? It was that kind of slow motion for me. And this is when you have three senses. You've heard of two, but there's actually three, that fight or flight we hear about, right? There's actually a third. You have to choose in those moments. Are you going to play the victim? Or are you going to take radical action and become the victor of your life? These are the three states that your body can go into. Your nervous system can put you in a fight mode, right? Which is combative, fight for your life. A flight mode, which is take off away from the fearful scenario, which I saw no way out and I saw no way to fight. So there's actually a third sense called immobilization. It is the most primitive of the three which is playing dead, like the lizard plays dead. We share this reaction with reptiles. You guys, in that matrix moment, I slowly fell to my knees as Neo went backwards into that back then. Time froze for me. I went into immobilization. I felt there was no way out and there was nothing to defend myself with. I went to my knees in that reptilian sense Helpless and dropped to the floor as that damsel in distress, giving up and becoming the victim. There's a magical thing that actually happened. As he chased her to the front of the pharmacy, she ran all the way to the front register and jumped behind the register. And I could see her down on her hands and knees in distress, immobilizing hands over her skull as he held the pistol to her head. Screaming at her. Again, I had no idea there were two other armed gunmen in the store. Had I known, I probably would have stayed immobilized. But what I began to recall at this moment as he was holding the pistol to her head, as I had flashes of the news just weeks before of a restaurant down the street where there were armed gunmen in the restaurant and many employees and customers were killed in the crossfire. That's when it dawned on me, I slowly pulled myself out of that slow-mo matrix world where I was processing everything that was going on and realized I would be the next piece of news in Charlotte if I did not mobilize and do something. I realized if I lay here helpless, I will be a dead customer in the crossfire. And I had no idea there were more men with guns. This is when my vagus nerve finally activated me enough to pull me into activation and move into looking for a way out. Become the victor of your life not the victim, right? Oh, I got into my flight reaction, looking for a way out. Although some would argue I was in fight mode because I was fighting for my life, right? But I was just looking to get away. My only way to survive was to get the hell out. You guys, my life had just begun. I was 25 for God's sakes i just finished pharmacy school. I didn't even pay a dime on my college loan debt. I just started my first job. I wasn't even married yet. I didn't have kids. I had so much life left to live. I looked up into the far back left of the store, which was the complete opposite of the front right end of where the chaos was. I saw an emergency exit with a sign that said, alarm will sound if door is open. At first, that 100-foot distance, I started to tiptoe. But my fancy new heels on that linoleum ground, you could hear the clatter, the click, click, click. And that's when I went into full-blown primitive flight mode because I knew I was being heard. And I sprinted like my high school midfielder soccer days to that emergency exit, literally praying to God the exit wasn't locked or bolted. And I visualized myself busting the door open and fleeing. That visualization was an outer body experience. I felt like I was in a portal that took me from that aisle to the door like another matrix scene flying through the air. As I hit the door with full force, my body was either about to catapult me out the back end of the pharmacy or jolt me to a catastrophic thud and it was gonna end one way or the other, but I had to try. I couldn't be a damsel in distress. I couldn't immobilize and do nothing. I had to do something. I had to take action and become the victor of my life. You know, the clarity with which one acts under this type of stress reminds me of those stories you hear about with moms. They're lifting the cars off their kids, right? I hit that door with every inch of momentum my body could generate. And that door popped open, it allowed me to spill out into the streets with a bag of candy under each armpit like a football player who just made a touchdown. But mine was a touchdown that saved my life with the victory sound of that pharmacy alarm going off in the background. There was a stoplight with cars backed up. I ran into the middle of the street, cars everywhere. Mascara tears, my brand new suit and shoes with my name badge, with my name, Dr. Melissa Hinault. Tears running down my face, I banged on the glass of a brand new Mercedes SUV and asked a complete stranger to let me in her car. That angel, she let me in and she called me by my name. I was shocked not realizing my name badge was on. And she called the cops with her brand new OnStar she'd never used before as we circled the block. Within what seemed like moments from being in that car, we swooped from that scene by the angel who saved me to standing back in the parking lot right outside where my life almost ended. I was now being interviewed by police officers in front of the pharmacy where my escape scared the armed robbers and they fled as the alarm sounded. Are you struggling to generate leads on Facebook and Instagram? Do you want to attract and close more high quality leads without having to rely on ads and the hustle of Instagram and Facebook? Most service-based online business owners are stuck trying to fill their audiences and launches using overly saturated Facebook groups, ads, and DMing strategies, and they are struggling, but there's a better place and way to connect with ideal clients. It's on LinkedIn. You guys, you know me, Melissa Hinault. I've tapped into the power of LinkedIn to generate leads and grow six and seven figure businesses online. We just hit six figures just last month and 80% of our six figure sales were from organic leads, not from ads. I teach all types of business owners how to attract and close their ideal clients with ease. I'm hosting a free masterclass where I'm teaching how to generate thousands of high quality leads on LinkedIn without paying a fortune with Facebook ads and without exhausting yourself trying to stand out in a saturated market. Imagine generating warm leads instead of cold ones with ads, resulting in a higher conversion rate. Imagine marketing to an audience with the money mindset and the income to invest in what you have to offer. Register for free today at our website, www.burnouttoallout.co. That's www.burnouttoallout.co or jump into my free Facebook community, Burnout to All Out and just make a post in there and say, hey, I need a concierge. Get me signed up for this next workshop. Can't wait to see you on the back end. Next up, I'd love for you to just listen to some of our clients currently in the academy and listen to how they're winning with our strategies. So LinkedIn was my platform. I knew that platform. I thought inside and out. Until I heard Melissa one day and I realized, okay, I'm now moving into the entrepreneur space and there's parts of this platform I don't know enough about. So I came home, I hopped on her website, looked up her course, signed up immediately and the rest is history. I have not regretted it one bit. She has taught me so much about a platform that I thought I knew everything there was to know about. She goes to every corner of that platform. She teaches you how powerful of a search engine it is and how powerful it is of a tool in your business. You guys, this story could have ended a million different ways. I could be the victim or be the victor, right? But here's the thing. God had a plan for me to walk in and be brave that day. So many different things could have happened in different ways. That woman who was being chased could have taken a left instead of a right and circled straight up the aisle I was in with the armed gunman, pulling me into her fate, leaving us no way out because he would have seen me. I could have walked in two minutes earlier, being locked in with all the other customers, leaving there no option for safety, how I was able to flee and make the alarm go off. The door could have been locked or bolted as you hear in some stories about places that catch on fire and the emergency exit is bolted. The men in the back could have come up from where they were locking up customers while I was still shopping, becoming outnumbered and unable to flee. They could have come out as I was fleeing and they could have fired at me, but they didn't. And we prevailed because I pulled myself out of immobilization. I pulled myself out of being the victim. I pulled myself out of being a damsel in distress and took ownership of my destiny. I looked for a way out. I looked for options. Here's the deal. You don't need to come close to death to be reborn. If you remember that you were made for more, what you need to know is that you always have a choice in life. Even in your worst of days, that could be an armed robbery. I hope that never happens to you. But instead of saying, why me? Say, try me. Guys, Grab the pen and write your own story. Again, it doesn't have to be an armed robbery. You could just feel stuck or in a rut. Try this. Instead of saying you're stuck, just like I wasn't stuck, even, even though for that matrix moment, I thought I was. Instead, say to yourself, I've come to a pause until I receive enough information to move on. Because here's the deal. By saying you're stuck, you give your body and mind reason to stay immobilized in that primitive state, frozen, helpless state. When you say you're stuck, you give yourself the excuse to stay stuck. Don't use that word. But when you acknowledge that you just need more information and time to figure it out, you open your world to new possibilities to work around, to go through, to become the victor. Like me seeing the exit opportunity because I was willing to step up and not accept defeat. I had come to a pause until I receive enough information to move on, which was my exit sign. Guys, you have the choice. You can be the victim or the victor of your story. What do you choose today? Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co